Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the AIM Sisters podcast. You're here today with your hosts, Anna and Maria Setting, bringing your favorite twin talk of the week. This episode is about Christmas. That's right. This weekend is a very special day for many of us, many people celebrating around the world. And even if you're not particularly religious or don't have any connection to Christmas, it's still the holiday season. And I think there is some magic in the air. And we wanted to talk about that. That's true. First of all, Merry Christmas, all of you. If you're listening to us on the day this episode was released, it is Christmas. And I hope you're enjoying your time by yourself, with your friends or with your family. It doesn't matter. But before we start talking about um, nowadays celebrations, we would like to talk a little bit before about how Christmas was celebrated way before it even was Christmas, right? Because we know that many of the celebrations that we have nowadays, Christian celebrations, they are actually not really originated from that. They were actually pagan holidays or pagan festivities. And then they were Christian renamed. Yeah, they were renamed and they were changed a little bit so we would understand those festivities in a new way that's right like we always like to do in this podcast let's dive a little deeper and see what's the origin of all those things we celebrate these days so shall we start with a very ancient roman festival yes have you heard about saturnalia what does it sound like well it sounds like saturn is it correct exactly Yes. And do you know um, what Saturn, you know, the god Saturn was celebrated for? What was the meaning of Saturn for Romans? Saturn, as we know nowadays, is the god of time. But for the Romans, is also for agriculture. Exactly. And I think it's very, it makes a lot of sense because for you to grow food, To grow your crops, you need to master time and you need to master, you know, not only to put the seeds in the right time, but also to have patience and know that the rewards will come with time. So I think it's very appropriate that Saturn is the god of agriculture as well. And back in ancient Rome, back in ancient Rome, they usually celebrated Saturn around the time of Christmas. And It was called Saturnalia, as I said before. But it was not only on the December 25th, but for a period of time, it was a very long festival. It would even last for a week or even longer. Um, so do you know any of the traditions that happened during that time? Well, as you said, it's a festival. So I think like people use that time to celebrate and like, Although it's winter, is like a great excuse to bring life to things and to play and to have music and dance and like feast and all those things. Exactly. And like we do today, they usually, they would wear very colorful clothes, which they were not used to wear on a daily basis. And they would have a lot of food and even the social rules, they were kind of inverted. So... Even the slaves, they would celebrate Saturnalia. They would even feast with their the lords, for example. And sometimes the rich people, they would even serve the slaves. So it was literally changing all the rules. 
And it was almost a time that the rich people would give back to the community in a certain way. And they would have no school, no nothing, you know, there was basically no rules during that time and people just had to celebrate. And I even heard something that was kind of fun, like one composer at that time, he really wanted to focus on his music and do some work. And then he had to build a soundproof environment for him to compose during that time because it was a really a real mess in the streets and it was very loud and noisy. And he tried to escape from that, building his own soundproof environment. Yeah. I think Christmas nowadays is very related to like family and like kind of organized things because of the church. But like if you think about the old festivals, they they are crazy. I think we don't have such things these days. Maybe like carnival is something that we have that still resembles that, like a lot of people on the streets making a lot of noise, drinking and stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's the closest thing I can think of. And I think another thing that is kind of funny is that um, actually, probably, not actually, but probably, Jesus Christ was not born on December 25th, which is something that many people may be a little bit surprised. You know, I was surprised, but then it totally makes sense because they said that in the Bible, it was not, men was not mentioning when Jesus was born. Mm -hmm. And if you think about how they described it, the birth of Jesus, it seems like it's spring and not winter at all because they talk about shepherds and sheep and, you know, they wouldn't be wandering around during winter time. Mm -hmm. So we wonder, like, why we celebrate Christmas this time if it was, if Jesus was born in spring. But of course we know that, as we were talking in previous episodes, that Christian Uh, the Christian church wants to incorporate some of the pagan festivals because it would be very hard to say, hey, people, now you cannot celebrate. Now you're a Christian. So they would not like that at all. People like to celebrate and to keep their traditions. So they decided to move the <laughs> birthday of Jesus to December 25th, which was uh, actually the time that Saturnalia was celebrated. And it became easier for the, Rome, uh, the Romans who were pagan at the time to obey to the Christian rules because the Christianity was the official uh, religion of the empire at that time. Yeah, and you know, like, it's crazy to think about that because one of the divisions of the church, basically, like, what you consider nowadays, like, Orthodox Christians, they don't celebrate Christmas in the same day as the 25th. They celebrate it in January. And like they believe, I think Jesus was born the 4th of January or something like this. And even if you consider like they say in the Christian tradition that talks about the 25th of December as the birth of Jesus, it still is in January that the Magi comes with the gifts for the baby, like when they have time to gather around and present like encounter the presence of Jesus Christ. So yeah, there's controversial and like historians discuss this a lot and people studying theology and there's, it's just a convention really. We, we can tell the exact date, like you said. Yeah, and I think before people wouldn't really celebrate Christmas, they would celebrate other 
dates. For example, in December would be more like December 6th, I think, which was the death of St. Nicholas, which became Santa Claus, and also St. Lucy in the day we were born, December 13th. They used to celebrate that way more than uh, Christmas itself, because like I said, it's a convention that now 25th is Christmas. Um, another thing that I think is interesting is that many of those um, traditions from Saturnalia, they're actually things that we do until nowadays during Christmas. For example, giving gifts, singing during Christmas, like caroling, um, lighting candles, feasting, merrymaking. And if you think about it, many of the things we do, it's kind of big and like decorating trees, giving gifts. This is not really Christian. This is really pagan. <laughs> and we keep this until nowadays because I think it's, it's the spirit of Christmas really comes from pagan origins. So we keep it. <laughs> There's like this story about like how the Christmas tree came to be what it is nowadays and how it was Christianized, sort of speak. Like because in the past, like, Pagans, they worship nature, right? So like, there were people worshiping this very big tree and stuff. And like, they're like, why, why, you know? And I think like one of the saints came and performed a miracle. And they're like, the tree is not, you know, like you can keep your tree, but the, the source of the miracle is God, not the tree and all those things. Mm. Yeah. And talking about trees, there is another festivity that, Maybe you heard about, maybe you saw a dessert with this name, <laughs> which is called the Yule. Mm. And probably the dessert I'm mentioning is the Yule log. Probably you've seen this before. Um, well, yeah, some, some people, they would celebrate the time around Christmas, especially because it was very close to the winter solstice, right? So it was like the darkest night of the, the year, the, the, night, the darkest, I mean, the shortest day of the year. And the longest night and so yep um the day after that it would be like the light would be born again to the world for their world right so it was a time for celebration as well they would it's also time for introspection so they would go inside inside their houses and stay with their families and maybe even a time for celebration because if you think about winter it, during that time especially like in European countries, they would slaughter their, you know, pigs and cows or whatever they had because they wouldn't feed the animals during winter. So they had a lot of meat during that time. And even the beverages, the alcoholic beverages, they would be um, good to drink by that time. You know, the fermentation time would be over. They would have uh, alcohol and meat during the winter. So it was a really prosperous time, although... Sometimes we don't really associate winter with prosperity, right? Mm. Yeah. And like the Yule, you said, is like this log, right? And yeah, there, there used to be a tradition in medieval Europe that people would kind of find a very, very big tree and they would cut the tree and keep the log. And the log would have to burn for 12 days. Otherwise, it would be bad luck. <laughs> Yeah, and they also believe some, some things like, oh, while the Yule is burning, the log is burning, we are protected from bad evils, for example, from, you know, bad spirits and everything. So it would be something that literally bringing light into your house. 
it was kind of a blessed log. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants the candle to stop burning before it's supposed to. Nobody wants the log to stop burning before it's supposed to. Exactly. And it's so funny that, you know, make having a log burning something that many people appreciate during Christmas until nowadays. Like fireplace? Like a fireplace, yeah. But even though people, some people don't have a fireplace, there are even like shows or very long videos of just a wood burning like in a fireplace so people can put on their TVs while they're having their dinner or whatever, you know? So it's something that is very deep in our minds, I guess, the association of the log burning and Christmas time. It's really funny. I went to, the, to a restaurant the other day that they had exactly that. They had like a huge screen of like fireplace and like logs burning. And I was like, okay, they don't have a proper <laughs> fire, but they're trying to bring the spirit. And on the other yeah. screen, there was like a Christmas market and snow falling. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> to bring the mood. Yeah. yeah. The atmosphere. Anyone and else? A very special character, Christmas time, Santa Claus. What yeah, Santa Claus? I mean, I was a huge believer in Santa Claus when I was a kid. Me and my sister, we truly believed in Santa Claus. I don't know if you, you also believed in him, but I remember we really enjoyed, you know, just waiting around to see the magic of Christmas coming about Especially in Brazil, we celebrate during the night from the 24th, 24th to the 25th. So um, it's not like in the US when you wake up and you have the gifts. It's literally like you're awake during the night waiting for Santa to come. <laughs> so it was a huge challenge, I guess, for the parents. But yeah, we don't have, I don't like, know you. The tradition of socks and stuff, like putting gifts in the stockings and things like that. We don't have that in Brazil. It's just the gifts under the tree or not even under the tree <laughs> yeah and but i remember that during christmas i oh i swear that i always saw santa claus even though there was no one dressed up as santa claus for me i saw like a little spark in the sky during midnight and i'm i could swear that this little spark that star that i saw was like Santa Claus passing super fast through my house. Santa Claus is like Superman. Guess he was super fast. You could never see him and the reindeers. Yes. But you know, that's the magic of Christmas, I guess. You know, the imagination of kids as well. Yeah. And everything began like a few weeks earlier, like writing your letter to Santa Claus. Yeah. And you know, like, if you behaved, how good you were as a child, and why do you deserve your gift, and what gift do you want? And you it's know. really like a time of reflection, right? You know, like, I deserve it. <laughs> I deserve it. Here's my first option. In case you don't have it in your factory, here's the second option, and the third yeah. option, and the fourth option. Do not be sad. Do not be upset. I, I cannot accept other gifts as well. And there was like a little list of other things that we would like. <laughs> and world peace. Thank you. World, of course. And world peace. That would be great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Do 
you remember the biggest thing you asked for, Santa? Probably things for humanity, really. Like, I think, I don't, I don't remember if it was you or me, but we really wanted to see if Santa Claus was real. And then we asked to see the, the reindeers. And you remember that? No. Maybe yeah, it was I think it was me then. I wrote like, this year, my gift, I really want to see you and the reindeers. That's all. <laughs> of course, I couldn't see Santa Claus and the reindeers, but I really wish I could. <laughs> and I think like we believed it so much when we were young because like our dad used to create a whole atmosphere for Christmas and like put on the Christmas tree and the lights, you know. And like Christmas songs, carols and stuff playing at night. And like he would make us look at the sky and like, look, look, you know, you saw that star shining, Santa Claus, you know, oh, you weren't fast enough, he's gone, you know. So like, yeah, you yeah. really believe that. And that's a really beautiful memory now. Mm -hmm. The moment I discovered Santa Claus didn't exist, I cried. I cried yeah, so yeah. much. Me too. Santa Claus doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. It was like cathartic. It was like a lot of crying. It was a lot of crying. Like It's like saying to a child that the favorite person in the world, it was a lie, you know. But Do you know where this... Sorry? It was deeply upsetting. Sorry, go ahead. First disappointment. First, the fairy too. And then oh Santa Claus. What else? Yeah. What else does it exist? Are you fake too? <laughs> Are you my, reality, my reality makes no sense after all of this, all these lies, all this disappointment. <laughs> kids have an existential crisis, like five-year-old. What I was going to say is like, I heard that... Do you know where the thing that Santa Claus gives gifts comes from? Actually, I don't. So I was listening to a podcast the other day talking about like medieval Christmas times. It's like a BBC podcast if you're interested. And they were talking about like San Nicholas. He was like a very generous person. So the idea was that... Um, There was this family that they didn't have a lot of money and there were three daughters in the family and they needed money for the dowry. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to get married. So their father wanted to sell them as prostitutes. Like in the past, the things were just horrible, right? So Santa Claus, I mean, San Nicolas felt really bad about that. And he like hid some coins in their purses or whatever they were carrying you know and so they had the money for the dowry and they didn't have to follow that path so from that came the idea of giving gifts and because he was generous like helping people that were in need mm -hmm. and other like people he especially helped were kids so that's why like kids are usually the ones that you see like santa claus giving gifts Mm -hmm. that's true and but i think like um if you don't know like santa claus the way we know him 
was actually an American invention, I guess. Mm. So apparently, um, many people in Europe, they usually, they used to really like St. Nicholas. But even though um, during, you know, the protest, Protestant Reformation, they were not encouraged to adore saints, but still people in Holland, they usually, they still kept this fond feeling for St. Nicholas. So when the Dutch families came to America, they started celebrating the day that St. Nicholas died. And then after that, some, I guess, a cartoonist, I guess, draw, made a drawing of Santa Claus based on a poem that described, you know, a jolly old man giving gifts and having reindeers by, by his side, you know. And then after this cartoonist made his drawing, I guess it became very popular, you know. Like, finally, they had a, um, an image of who Santa Claus was and became very popular because, I guess, it's a very adorable figure at that time for their standards, I guess. Mm. Anyway, if like, you think about, like... Oh, sorry. You also, like, his clothes were red because of an advertisement by Coke, like Coca-Cola. I heard something about it, but I'm not sure if it's true, but it could be. It could be. But I mean, of course, it was an invention because the way he looks like it's not exactly the way I think he would look like because he was Turkey. actually St. Nicholas was from Turkey. So, yeah, probably he know. that Caucasian. <laughs> yeah. Very, very different. Can you reimagine a Turkish Santa Claus? That's him. Well, like Santa is really more than just a saint, like a Catholic saint. I think it's it's is in the collective imagination now, right? What Santa is. And yeah. like I said, like it doesn't matter if you have a religion or not, like kids will still like Santa because he represents good times and you know, gift is coming and warmth is coming and someone remembered me, someone loves me, that kind of thing. I think it's important, like, to keep the magic for the kids, at least. Like, even, like, I don't believe in a lot of things and I'm not a religious person, but I think if I have kids one day, I want them to feel the magic, you know, that once I felt as, like, when I was a child. Yeah, I totally agree. And even if you don't like, you know, Santa, the way he's represented, you can create a magical environment for the kids. And even for adults. Yeah. That's why it's something that maybe we could talk a little bit about. You know, like, how can you make your Christmas special? And even though maybe you're living alone or you're not able to gather with many friends still because of the pandemic and everything, how can you bring a little bit of spark and joy to your Christmas, right? Because I think it's something important. Do you have some tips? Well, I think simple things can make a huge difference, you know. So, for example, listening to songs, Christmas songs during Christmas, or eating something nice that you made 
you know, with your own hands, eat something good, or baking cookies like I'm doing. Um, you know, those little things that make the environment warmer and a little more cozy, you know, um, I think something good. Yeah, those are good things. This Christmas will be a bit weird for me, I think, because, I mean, I'll be moving soon. So I'm like, in my mind, there is not really Christmas in my mind. <laughs> But I think if I were in a regular environment, you know, like not trying to pack my life, <laughs> then I would be able to really enjoy this period of time because like last two years ago, I went to see the Nutcracker, the ballet, and it was wonderful. So I think there is though, like there are special events that happen around this time. Usually there's like musicals or orchestras or dance or ballets or this and that that have this theme of Christmas or Things I remember, you know, like winter around here. And I think it's really magical. So if you're not really in the mood when you go and see something like that, you can't really bring this park back. So this holiday season, I know, can be a little bit challenging and stressful sometimes, you know, because sometimes you have to spend time with your family members that, you know, maybe you don't have the best relationship with or you have a lot of things to do but don't forget that you can have some time by yourself if you feel overwhelmed or if you need some space give yourself permission to have that space you know and especially if you're going to see family members remember that it's okay to have your boundaries you, you know with your family and it's a healthy thing although it can be challenging sometimes it is good for yourself to you know have those boundaries and have your own space. Yeah. So just a reminder for those of you who need it. I think, like you said, Christmas is about, like connection is about family, it's about all those things. So I think it's a good time to reflect on those things. Like what family means to you. And if your family is not exactly the family you want to have, like you can also think about those things, right? And think about, gratitude for the time into now and your winter solstice or your summer solstice and you know it's the end of the year so it's a great time to just think about everything and wrap a cycle of it and yeah try to enjoy it in the way you can i really hope you can spend a good time during you know christmas and If you're celebrating by yourself, remember you're not alone. Last year, I celebrated by myself. You know, I saw my friends, but it was not exactly that they we usually celebrate. So, you know, during the time that, you know, 24th to the 25th, I was by myself and it was the first time. So it was kind of weird, you know, but if you're, if you're also in the same situation, remember that you're not alone and do something to show yourself some self-love and you know, fuel our hugs with you right now. Yes, we're sending you all a very warm hug for Christmas and we wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. I hope you enjoyed this episode, learned a little bit about its history, its pagan traditions and everything. 
and let us know how you spend your holidays. We hope to see you next time. Thank you so much for your time and goodbye. Thank you. If you liked, please leave us a review on the podcast. You can also check some posts we have on our blog on amsisters.com. And we also have some photographs over there and poems and maybe you enjoy. So check it out. And thank you so much. See you in the next episode. Goodbye.